Let's pray first. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your goodness. Thank you for uh, taking care of uh, uh, Abigail and Chenglang. And Lord, you continue to watch over them and draw them closer to yourself as they minister there. And Holy Spirit, as we come into your word this morning, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, yeah. Elisha, good to see you. Ah, Janice also coming in. Praise the Lord. Okay, today, hi Janice, we're going into the second Hebrew alphabet in Psalms 9 verses 9 to 16, which is the letter or the word alphabet, Beth. So there are few spellings, don't worry about that. So it's either B-E-T-H or B-E-T. Okay, so let's go into it now. This is this, so you have the picture form, the word form, all right, and the numerical meaning of the alphabet bet. Okay, so generally this alphabet, this is the picture. So you can learn one by one. And next time when you go through, when I teach, you can see, uh, you can recognize the alphabet. Okay, so as I said, no point trying to memorize all the alphabets at one go. We just go one by one. All right, and then you will actually, now most of you can remember Alif already, right? <laughs> yeah, because we spent two hours looking at it. Okay, so now the second one is bed. Okay, so generally bed has the meaning of a tent or a dwelling place or house. All right, uh, and then it has a numerical value of number two. And also number two signifies represents son of God. Okay, number one is Aleph, represent God. One, he is the one God, one true God, right? Israel, all one, they're all one. Okay, God is one. So two represent Jesus. Okay, another meaning of two is Jesus, right? You have the Trinity, one is God, the Father, two is God, the Son, three is God, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the next one, Gimel, will be representing as a number, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so basically, this is uh, a little bit more. Okay, so the, the number two, Bet, okay, is supposed to be in the Hebrew alphabet, the second alphabet. But it is the first alphabet in the Bible. Okay, Aleph is the first alphabet in the Hebrew Bible talking about God as the source, as the creator, provided he is the beginning, he is the, he is the main, the ox, the strength, right? The picture is the ox for Aleph. Bad picture is a, that of a tent, okay? But the picture, but the letter bad appears as the first letter, not Aleph in the Bible, okay? So let, we will see why. So Genesis 1.1 is the first verse in the Bible. Okay, everyone understand that one, right? So it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, which is Barashit Elohim Bara. Okay, so the first in the beginning starts with 
if you put it in Hebrew letters, it is Bet, Resh, Aleph, Shin, Yud, Taf. One, two, three, four, five, six letters. Together mean in the beginning. In the beginning, all right? God is different. God is Elohim already. And then created uh, is also a, another word, bara. Also start with the, the word created, also start with the letter, Beth. See? Okay. So, which means Beth starts everything. All right. So, in the beginning, already reveal these letters, Beth as the first letter, Resh, Aleph inside, Shin, Yud. Ta already has the full purpose of God revealed in this first verse in Genesis 1.1. Okay, so starts with the letter back, the tent, right? In the beginning, and then let's go into a scripture. See, God revealed everything. That's why we learn the Hebrew letters. It's so excited that Sometimes think, oh, I, and I've been a Christian so long, I read the whole Bible, so don't, don't understand everything. But actually, God already revealed. If we, for the Jews, if the eyes are open, it's already revealed in the Hebrew letters for these three words, in the beginning, which is translated in the beginning for us in English. <clears throat> okay, remember Isaiah 46, 9 to 10? Right? I brought up this verse before. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10 says, remember the former things. Isaiah is a prophet. Okay? Uh, that means he prophesied what, God, what things are going to happen. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. All right? The I am, the Aleph. That's where Aleph comes in. I am God, there is no other. Okay? So when we know Aleph, one of the most exciting things is that our God all right, is the only God. Jehovah is the only God. That's why it says, I am God. Okay, we will never have this doubt in our head anymore after, you know, learning more and more about Aleph, that there is any other God. <laughs> okay, there is no other God, one God only. He's the one who created, he's the source of everything. There is no other, no one can compare, no one is greater than him. There is none like me. So we sing those songs, right? None like you. No one like you. Now you understand the meaning why we sing there's no one like you. But if you don't understand this, we will think maybe there's another God, you know. Okay, like every religion is the same. All this wrong thinking, right? Because they all lead us to good, uh, do good. Okay? So when we understand Allah, God, we will know there is no other. And we are so privileged to know this one and only God. And then, who is this Jesus Christ? Okay, with the creator of this world. Declaring, okay, this God, Aleph, Jehovah, his name is Jehovah. Okay, declaring or Yahweh. Now, this God, one and only God, he declares the end from the beginning. Who? Okay, that means in the from the beginning of everything, he already tells us the ending. Ah, we all watch movie. We also have to wait episode after episode before you can come to the last episode, right? The ending episode. But here, different. In God, that's why he does things different from us. 
in the beginning, from the beginning, he already tell us what's going to happen at the end, the conclusion, the ending. Good, right? He declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, I will do all my pleasure. <laughs> okay? So this is our Aleph. This is our creator God. And he is not hiding things from us. He wants to tell us everything in creation, everything in his timeline, the ending of everything from the day one, the beginning. Okay? What he purposed. So it's not what man purposed. Most important, what he purposed. Yeah? So it's just having a, a short talk with conversation with uh, Abigail this morning before we started, right? Most important is follow his direction. Man, the Bible Proverbs say man can plan, but it is God who direct. So if we are from man's perspective, we will think, okay, this is the way, this is like that, like that, like that. I already set up the program plan. We set it up, but we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 says what? Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So that's why I'm teaching you all not just to have a head knowledge of uh, Bible, but to have a relationship and a fellowship with Jesus, with God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, we will see more who he is now. Right? As the Son of God, number two, the bad, right? he has already done his work of dying for us on the cross. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father. And who do we have now here? Holy Spirit. Plus, Jesus is still here through his word. That's where we're going to see about, we're going to read why you see Psalms 119. The psalmist talks so much about the word. The word, if you look at every chapter, and later on, we're going to go through all the different eight verses as we learn the uh, alphabets, right? It's all about the word. Between the man and the word. Putting God's word first, loving the testimonies, loving the message, okay? When you see the word law, don't confuse with the law and grace law, all right? Here, the law just means the Torah, God's directions, all right? That he gave to the Jews and still relevant to the new creation in many areas. But today, it's because we have Jesus inside us, we have the seed inside us, we have the new nature and Holy Spirit. We don't obey the law from outside. We obey from inside. Okay, because in Hebrews, God said what? A new covenant I make with you. Actually, it's with the children of Israel. That I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will, <laughs> I will what? I will write. Okay, because oh, the uh, earlier the instructions were all written when God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai. Or they were written on tablets of stone, right? So remember, God has taken out our heart of stone, give us a new heart through Jesus Christ. And now in this new heart, he writes his laws. He writes his instruction. He writes his teachings. Inside here, not here. <laughs> okay, here, here, here. Inside here. That's why when we speak, now we're going to see in this letter and later on in a few other alphabets, right? The how God create, which I've been teaching along, but now from the Hebrew letters, a deeper understanding. When God created, 
from his mouth by speaking. And why now? You have a new heart, new spirit. You put God's laws, God's word inside us. We have the same power. We have a or rather similar power to create. All right, and call those things which are not as though they were, which is every believer, not just the pastor or the apostle or what. Every believer now can be born again, have a new heart, and be able to live like and talk and create things when we understand what happened, okay? Who is inside you, inside your heart. So God revealed through prophet Isaiah in the prophecy, that he, he is the one who will reveal things of the ending from the beginning. Different from manna. Okay. So, this is taken a little bit from this uh, particular uh, uh, scholar. Okay, later I will post it for those of you who, are, uh, who haven't received it. <clears throat> but that one is, his one is very, very long. So, I'm just bringing out a little bit on this, the letter, in relation to the letter back. So, for this letter, okay, remember Hebrew is from right to left, okay? So, Barashit, which is in the beginning, just now we read Genesis 1.1, made up of all these letters, Bet, Bet, so remember, the second letter is Bet, Bed is what we are learning today, all right? Bed, first, Resh, Aleph, Shin, Yud, Taf. Okay, so who, Bed is represent in pictorial form, a tent. Okay, so this tent, so it's like a, a tent, right? So it starts with Bed, the tent. Who dwell in that, inside this tent? So first, it's talking about house of God. In heaven, right? So heaven is a house. Jesus said, I will go there, prepare a place for you. A tent, okay? Dwelling place, the house. So the first is Aleph, all right? Remember the first letter? Then you have bed. So the bed is the tent where Jesus dwell, right? He is someone's son. That is Jesus Christ. He dwells in heaven, correct? Three in one. He was not manifested yet. But he came down, the son came down from the father's house. See, Jesus came and then he said, what? My, in my father's house, right? In my father's house are many mansions. Okay, so he came from the father's house in heaven and he came down. Who is the, uh, the, the head or the person? Or the prince, okay, that one is the letter uh, Resh. Okay, Resh, you have a picture like a head, like a prince wearing a crown like that. Okay, and the sun is in the tent. So now he comes to earth. Okay, so Jesus coming from God's house, tent, coming to dwell where? With man. Okay, there's also something we learned in a bit about in Aleph, but that brings it more clearer and the focus is on Jesus more. So remember the tent, the tabernacle, is a place of dwelling, right? Where God told the children of Israel 
to build the Ark of the Covenant, to build the tabernacle, and he wants to dwell with man. The, the purpose of God creating Adam and Eve is God's desire to come and dwell with his creation, right? to dwell amongst men. That's why he's also called Emmanuel, God with us. So because of sin, Adam disobeyed God, God's presence cannot be in, with man anymore separated so in the beginning right so at the garden itself god already actually in this in the beginning these five a few letters that we won't go through in detail we're more on the letter back that shows us that god already tell us everything that's going to happen after adam's sin okay so the uh, the son of god jesus number two coming out from god's house to live here today the tent is not the temple of god is no more you can see the tabernacle in the wilderness you can see uh, the temple of david and solomon all right today in israel they built a physical temple waiting for the messiah to come and reign from there so in the one year millennial reign which is the last 1000 years of the 7000 years of this earth the jesus will rule physically from Israel, and so will we as his saints. Okay, so but today the tent, the temple of God is where our heart, okay, our spirit. So he because he made us holy in the spirit, he gave us a new spirit, a new heart. Then now Holy Spirit can dwell inside here. We also have the spirit of Christ dwelling here. Now God can dwell with man already done because of Jesus. All right. <clears throat> so next. Okay. After that, you have Bet or Ba is the son representing the son of God, Jesus. The next letter in the beginning is the word is the letter Resh. Okay, just now you saw a little bit. So Resh is the head. So your picture, huh? so you have picture form. We we're not going to go full in it. We're just going to go through this and then get the revelation in Psalms 119. All right. Resh is the head of the prince. So Jesus as the king and the prince, right? The son of God now coming down from the tent, from God's tent, God's house to live amongst men. But before he can live, so what is the uh, story? The so all-sufficiency of God and it shows uh, the insufficiency of man. Man needs God, right? God don't need man, but he wants to come down. Okay, so you have these three, Bet, Resh, Aleph, created or we come to the creation part. All right, so now you all know a bit about Resh is Jesus, I mean the, the king as the head coming down. Then two more letters, right? Which is Shin after Aleph. So you have Bet starting, as the top, the the tent, okay. Then you have Aleph. Uh, sorry, you have Resh, the the prince coming down, Jesus, to as God, and then the next letter is Shin. So Shin also means teeth. Okay, it's a picture of your teeth, <laughs> the teeth. All right. So it's signify ownership. Also, teeth means you can destroy. Right, you use your teeth to crush. Right, to destroy also means fire, 
And as a result of the fire, the destruction, there is a transformation. So there, there are a few meanings there, actually quite a lot. Right? But the main meaning is the picture is teeth. And then you have fire at the end. Which means that sin, all right, that's why fire will destroy, right? God, Jesus coming down as God's son to dwell with man, he first had to judge sin. Sin need to be judged, to be destroyed, the power of sin. Okay, then fire destroys. So the fire as shin, as, as the Jesus will crush, right? In the, in the book of Genesis, what did God say? The seed of the woman will crush the serpent. Yeah, destroy. All right, so the devil will be destroyed by Jesus, the son of God. All right, by God. So there is the destruction there. So that we don't have to be destroyed in hell. Okay, at the end. Okay, so this is just roughly. All right, so the next letter is the letter Yud here. Okay, Yud is something uh, that is going to unfold. All right, it's like a new beginning. It's also number 10, all right, which is the fiery hand of God, another meaning. All right. And it will mark the end of one and the beginning of something new. So after Bed, Resh, Aleph, Shin, then you have Yud. It is one amazing going to unfold. Something is going to unfold with the hand of God. Okay, something new from there, a new beginning. Which is why the prince is coming to the earth. All right, to start to do something that will bring the plan of God to fruition, okay? And what he purposed in heaven will happen on earth at the appointed time. Okay, and the last one is, actually, the letter uh, uh, Tau, <laughs> okay? That's why, and in Revelations, it's Jesus said, I am the Aleph. And the top, the beginning and the end. So in this word that is translated in the beginning, which is made out of Beth, Resh, Aleph, uh, Shin, Yud, and Tav, it already speaks the whole story. Remember? Declaring the end from the beginning. God already tells in the Hebrew letters his whole plan. The ending of humanity. All right? The conclusion of this age will be God as creator, all right? He has, he lives in heaven, his home, come down because he has a purpose, all right? He wants to dwell with creation, with his man, right? And, but because of sin, all right? He has to come down as uh, Jesus and come down and bear the punishment of, uh, of sinners to destroy the devil, all right, how? Through the cross, all right? The last one, Tev, signify the picture is that of a cross, all right? So the plan, okay, so this, this one is another, a little bit ahead, there's another prophecy. The first one, Jesus coming as a baby. And the second one, which is coming soon, is he again, so he, after that, he went up, right? After Jesus went down on the cross, he went up. He rose, right? Resurrection. Went into heaven. Coming again. Second round. All right? But this second round, this is a second round picture. 
King Jesus is coming to establish his 1,000-year kingdom on the earth. Okay, second round, he's coming as king of kings, lords as lords. The whole earth will see. All right, so all the events that's happening, uh, Russia invading uh, Ukraine and Iran and all that, kind, it's all building up to what is going to happen. Okay, according to Bible, for the Jews. That's why everything is now in the Middle East again. Actually, it's always been there. All right, because that's where God is going to turn back everything. The second coming, the second round of Jesus coming as King of Kings, the Lion of Judah, right, from his heavenly home, this time to reign as king. All right, for the plan of God to be completely fulfilled through his in first coming of dying on the cross for humanity, for his people. So roughly, this starts the, in the beginning. Okay? For those of you who want to listen more, you can. All right? Uh, I, will, I will give you the, the link later. But this is for the letter bed. Bed starts everything. Okay? Bed is the tent signifying Jesus coming to dwell in us. Okay? So with this knowledge, as I said earlier, our purpose is to draw near to Jesus, draw near to Holy Spirit, be guided by Him, be led by Him to fulfill our purpose, calling and destiny on this earth before He comes. Okay? So, we can see in the New Testament, right, also start with John, where it says, in the beginning. Same like in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning. Okay, except that this is in uh, Greek. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See? The Bible, very, very clear. All right? So, first, Jesus existed as the Word of God in the, in the house of God in heaven. It was not revealed, not manifested. But because of man's sin, God's plan is that Jesus had to come, the, the Son of God, the number two. All right? Come down from heaven to earth okay purpose is to dwell amongst men but before he can live in our hearts he has to die at the cross that's why you saw the last letter there tough right and then from the cross people who receive him will be able to have a new heart a new spirit and have god finally god's plan to dwell in man so god now holy spirit fire of god live inside elisha ling live inside Elijah and each one of us inside here. So our purpose here is now how to release God in our lives. Huh? How to walk with him and let him come out. <laughs> no more under the five senses. That's why we develop the hidden man of the heart. Okay, Because God don't dwell inside our head. God dwell inside our heart. But this revelation really helped to, us to be even more excited from our heart. Who is dwelling inside you? Okay, through these Hebrew letters, you'll begin to see as a revelation, right? Inside you. Who is your God? No more will you let him sleep. <laughs> okay, inside your heart or stay as a guest there. Okay, but with this understanding more and more of the Hebrew letters, especially to the book of Psalms, because David is a man known as a man after God's own heart. 
Yeah, he was a worshiper. He was a shepherd. He's a king. He's a man after God's heart, fulfilling God's purpose and in his heart to build the temple for for the Jews, the physical temple, right? But we have a lot to learn from David. God anointed him, okay, through Prophet Samuel when he was still very young. Okay, and he loved God. Yeah, David loved God very much. So when today in the new creation, it's not, oh, I don't need to love God. You don't need to actually, not, not say no need, but because of the grace teaching, it's like, oh, and you know, it's all about God loving me. Yes, of course, it starts with God loving you. But it, when we have a full understanding or, or, or must say full, a clearer understanding or deeper understanding of the love of God, of who God is, we will love him back. Okay? And that's where we please the Father. Okay? Because Jesus pleased God. Why? How? We will see how. Right? He obeyed God. Okay? Afterwards, a little bit into Psalms. Why is Jesus so pleasing? And today, we are only pleasing to the Father when we are in Christ. But there are things that we can do after knowing how much He loves us, He died for us, right? To love Him back and love others, right? So He was the Word, okay? That's where Elijah, you read in John chapter 1, verse 1. The Word was with God. So Jesus was with God in heaven, all right? The home. And then He is God. So Jesus is also. God. Okay, that's the Trinity. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. So in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, create, right? God create. So the word is bara, also start with the letter B, or rather letter back. All right? How we create, we will get more and more understanding as we study the Hebrew letters. Without him, nothing there was. So God, Jesus, was the word because God spoke, right? Let there be, and he created the heavens and the earth. Heaven is a lot of things, right? <laughs> the, the heavens, I mean, it's not the, the heaven up there, right? It's all the, the solar system, okay? The different uh, planets and all that. Then the earth, where you and me are dwelling in now. So how did God create? The word. He spoke. And it happened. And who is the word? Jesus. So without the word, nothing was created. Ah, okay. This, listen to this. Without God's word, without word being spoken from the mouth, the mouth is another letter, pay. Okay, later on we will learn in the alphabet. If you don't speak, you speak God's word, you create. If you don't speak, no word comes out, or rather God's word, Nothing is created. That means those that don't exist become into existence. So you want healing, you need to speak. All right? But remember I taught you, first have God's word inside your heart. That is why we do the meditation. Next week, next week we will talk about the letter Gimel, the third letter, where we will go into meaning, deeper meaning of meditation. All right? Because I cannot go everything in one session. So, Remember this, the word, very important, right? Bad, Jesus came. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. See, the whole purpose of God is to dwell in us, among us. 
So if you don't know who is living inside your house, <laughs> you don't have fellowship with him, <laughs> useless, right? Then Christianity becomes a religion. We go out to the temple to worship God. When the God is not in the temple, it's inside your heart. See the difference? Right? Religion, everyone go on a weekday, whichever day their, their religion tells them, you go to the temple, even can be Christian. You go to the church building on a Sunday, and we think we are just, you know, God there only on that Sunday, two hours. But actually, God is inside us. Eh? You are the church. He dwells in you. So if he dwells in you every day, and he is a living God, he's alive or dead? He's alive, right? So what does he want to do inside you? Does he just want to come in? No. Jesus go through the whole process of dying on the cross just to stay inside your heart. <laughs> ah, no, right? He wants to do something inside your heart through you, in you, for you, and through you. When we realize who is living inside your heart and why is he there, okay? So, full of grace and truth. Beth, okay, now we go to Psalms 119, which is your practical uh, application or living out of the, the revelation of uh, the alphabet back of Jesus as number two. Okay, so remember, for now, at least for these years before he come, it is about not hate knowledge, but living out your life so that you can, God can use you, right? To, uh, he wants to bless you at the same time to bless others and bring them to know Jesus and they can do the work of God. Okay, Beth, or Beth, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? All right, we're going to go through the eight verses. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Okay, so remember, Jesus is the word of God first. Come down as Beth, all right, come left the house to dwell in our house, the house here. So how can a young man stay pure? Only by living in the word of God and walking in his truth. Okay, so last week we learned about the real happiness is Aleph, which is when we have God as our source, the only true God. Now, God gave King David the revelation of the second person of the Trinity, which is Jesus. All right, the bed, number two, okay, living inside us. So, which means, yeah. First, there is no happiness outside of having God, number one, the ox, the strength, the source, the life of everything, the center of everything, the creator of this whole universe and creating us as well. He created Adam and Eve, right? He gave us a new spirit that in charge of the whole universe, he's in control. So, you know, your wife is in good hands in Myanmar, <laughs> Elijah, right? Because... God is in control of this whole universe. He holds this whole universe together. Last week, I brought you to Colossians as well. Now you have a better understanding of Colossians because some, beginning, it sounds like, wow, just some kind of, a, uh, you know, God, uh, Jesus is the one who holds the universe together and so forth. But learning Aleph will give you that 
Ooh, <laughs> you know, this is your God. You're so privileged, you know, to have this almighty God, Jehovah, the self-existing one who controls everything. So don't worry, he controls the, the immigration, he controls every part, <laughs> okay, in this world. So now the second one, Beth, is again introducing and emphasizing on the word. The word of God, which is Jesus Christ. So there is first one, there's no life without Aleph, without a Jehovah. Second one, there is also no life without Jesus. <laughs> you see, how can we be clean? Talking about the state of man and also the only way that man can be clean, man can be made holy, is through Jesus. So God created everything. There's only happiness and joy, real joy and happiness if Aleph is our God. Next, here, now we are in this simple state. We don't know God. And now how can we stay pure? How can we be made holy? We have sinned. Men have sinned, right? And come short of the glory of God. Now, this revelation that uh, King uh, David said, only by living in the word of God and walking in its truth. Right? Only when man having Jesus as Lord, following his word in, and walking in the truth. Because Jesus said his word is the truth. Right? You may have the facts that say, oh, you are sick. The word is true that the only the truth is that you have been healed. Okay, in this world you have oh you are living here you you have money you have everything you you you're still alive, or you are still breathing right physically we are all still breathing. But what does God say? The truth is we are all dead. Ah right, you are all dead without Christ. If we didn't, Jesus didn't come. We didn't receive him. What is the truth? We are all dead. And then the fact is, right? Oh, you, you didn't kill anyone. You are quite a good person. But the truth is what? All have sinned. Can I understand? Yeah? So when we see in the natural realm, right? We just see things as they are. We see that we're all alive. God said, without Christ, the person will go to hell, will die. Actually, it's already spiritually dead. That's why we need Jesus to Give us the new birth. Okay, so holiness, purity all come from God. All right, in his word and walking in the truth, in the knowledge of the truth, acknowledging this is the truth. So most of you have now come to understand a little bit more on spirit, soul, body. You can now differentiate. All right, so when I, I tell you, uh, when you see people and say, oh, they're all alive. You straight away can remember God's word that all have died. In, in Adam, everyone died. So if you take that scripture in the five senses realm, you will say, cannot be what? Where God, everybody died. <laughs> everybody is still walking on this earth, right? Huh. So that's now God is opening all your minds, all your hearts, rather, right? Into the understanding of truth. Okay? So yeah, you cannot. If you, how are you going to save someone if you don't think that person is dead or in danger of, of a, a hellfire? 
right? Because we don't, don't need saving, ma. in fact, maybe we think we need more saving <laughs> than the person if we are looking in the natural realm. Okay, so the spiritual realm is the word of God is the one that reveals the truth. So when you see a person who is without Christ, all right, he's dead. That's how Jesus saw people. He came down from heaven and he saw all of them lost. Lost people dying and going to hell. Because God's word right, says that they're all dead. In Adam, all died spiritually. Right? And in Christ, all will live. We need to understand this. And then as we renew our, our minds through developing our spirit, man, you will begin to walk like Jesus walked. And you begin to see things from God's perspective, from heaven. And how can we see? Only through his word. Only through his word. Because it's only his word, the Bible, word that revealed to us truth. Everything else is telling us what's happening in this world by fact. Okay, from the five senses. Only the word of God revealed truth. So now you can understand why uh, an unbeliever or a Christian without Holy Spirit or much understanding cannot understand the Bible. Okay, because the Bible is spirit. The words of God is spirit. All right, can only come unto your spirit man. So, where am I? How come? Oh, I clicked, touch something when John. John. Ah, yeah, correct, correct, sorry. Okay, so I have longed for you with the passion of my heart. See, David speaks everything not about the mind or the five senses. He always talks about his heart. Okay, I long for you with the passion of my heart. Don't let me stray from your directions. Okay, depending on what version you read, but I bring it out here for easier for you to understand so it is from your spirit man that you desire god right that you desire the word remember jesus is the word made flesh and today the living word is the word of jesus and my words are spirit so even if you have received the lord wife a lot of believers or you in the past don't have the desire for the word or a little bit of desire, maybe a little bit, definitely God like, should have a little bit, but never went into it or went into it as a, uh, uh, a knowledge thing. Okay, so first, that's why we need to build this spirit man and then become more and more hungry and desirous and make the right decision or the spiritual decision. So it's not that maybe a believer don't, uh, born again, doesn't want God or doesn't desire for God's word because of the three voices, remember? I tell you, so you have a, your spirit man inside born already, say at that day when you receive the Lord. But your voice of the spirit man very soft, still ruled by the voice of the five senses, the flesh. So you say, I want to read, I want to go and hear someone, or I want to read God's word. Then you have another voice say, no time lah, you know, you have got to do this, you got to do that. <laughs> or another voice say, now it's already 11 o'clock. Where is my body very tired? The voice of the body say, no time to, uh, you know, I cannot open Bible already. My eyes want to close, you know. Uh, 
And then you have the voice of the reasoning of the mind. It's okay lah. You know who you think you are. You don't need to read Bible lah. You go to the church, the priest will read for you. <laughs> Correct. So actually it's not the spirit the one. The spirit just baby. Okay. Baby only know how to cry for milk. But if no one gives the milk, then they have you will be led astray by the other voices. Okay. So why you're all today more and more hungry for God? You're beginning to build your spirit man. All right. So inside the heart, the word, the heart is the one. So we did we developed the hidden man of the heart because now from the new heart, you want to make decisions, spirit-led decisions. Wise, godly, wisdom, wise decisions made from your new heart. Okay? And uh, David says, let me not stray from your direction. It means that, you know, following the direction of God's word, God's leading. Okay? I don't want to go aside. So every day we are making decisions and conclusions. I consider your word to be my greatest treasure. This is about the letter bed. No? Okay? And I treasure it in my heart to keep me from committing sins treason against you. Which is a word when I was young. I learned it in the King James Version. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Okay? So the word hiding in your heart actually is also the meaning of like a treasure, a storing, a keeping. So it depends on what you treasure, okay? So you will have your treasure chest, your safe deposit box <laughs> in the bank, all right? Or under your, your bed, all right? What do you treasure the most in this life? Now you can understand, right? If money is a treasure, why Jesus came and talked about money, all right? As the greatest treasure for most people. When they don't realize, they don't realize God is the one Right? And in the last days, money will have no more value. It is coming during our time. Okay, So the greatest treasure, where can you store that no one can take away? That's why Jesus said, he put, you know, all these things can rust, all right? moth and uh, cockroach destroy. Even the bank can go bust. right? But it depends on is it where your treasure is, there is your heart. Yeah, you will always follow one. <laughs> okay. where your money goes. <laughs> if your money is the most important thing and you keep on putting in the treasure box or in the safe box. Okay, so here, after Aleph is bad, this is Jesus. Jesus is our greatest treasure, right? What is Jesus? The physical part already went to heaven. Now he leaves us with the word. Yes. So if Jesus is your greatest treasure, that means the word is your greatest treasure. You will look, you will read in Psalms a lot where, where David says, I love your word. Your word is as honey to my taste. You know, it's all about the word of God. That time was the Torah, the instructions, the manual, God's directions, what God say. What God say, what God say, he doesn't speak into the air. All right? He speaks from his word. Okay? He doesn't speak from newspaper, <laughs> from internet, or I mean, as in, you know, yeah. It has his word 
from his word. That's why you're all going, what I teach you and other you go to the word. Right? Just don't take anything anybody say and that's the full truth and nothing but the truth. Look into the word. Okay? Make sure it is from God's word and whether it is uh, applicable to you as a new creation. So your greatest treasure, the word, Jesus came down, okay, to open our hearts, to understand, to come and dwell in our hearts so that to give us a revelation of Aleph, of his father, and you keep it in your heart. So remember, don't keep the Bible just at your bedside <laughs> or in the drawer. <laughs> Why we meditate when we confess, keep God's word where? Yes, in your heart, okay? And not one time, right? Every day, all right? Put, the more you put God's word inside, the more of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak, okay? The greatest treasure is God's word. Because why? Everything will pass away. But my words will never pass away. That means God's word is eternal. This is the best treasure you can ever find. Right? We want to look for treasure. Treasure hunt is all about money, gold, silver, or everything, right? But in the end, it can rust. It can be no value. But God's word has eternal value, has power to create and bring things that are not as though they are. A person who is dying in the desert does not need million dollars to give to him. He needs water. <laughs> right? Dying already. So a dead man today in the natural spiritual realm, those who haven't received Jesus, needs Jesus. They don't. They need life, not money. Money can sustain them for a number of years, but they will die without Jesus Christ. Right? Needs the word. So that is the greatest treasure. Keep it in your heart. Keep God's word. My wonderful God, you are to be praised above all. Teach me. The power of your decrees. Teach me the power of your decrees. All right. So again, the word Jesus, number two, right? The bed is the number two, Jesus. Coming out to live inside our heart. Our heart has now become the tent where Jesus dwells, where the word dwells. So we treasure the word Jesus inside our heart. And later on, we can see what this will do. Okay? So, there's a power in the decree. God is powerful. Jesus is also son of God. Is also powerful. If you have something so powerful inside you, will you be powerful? Yes. <laughs> right? That's why today you see in Iran, Syria and all that, right? They built nuclear weapons and all that to become a powerful nation for protection, for attack, for conquering, for many things, right? They built the weapons of war, we call that. They built and built and built where? Outside, right? Outside their being, outside their body, they built all these things to attack and conquer nations or protect also. So what we have is very powerful. The word of God, yeah, Jesus, the word of God inside you is powerful to protect you from COVID, protect you from sickness, protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy, 
all right, from the lies of the enemy. So what you have, the decrees, the word of God, the powerful, that I am a child of God, I'm a son of a daughter of God, right? Greater is he who is in me. So when you have more of God's word, that's why you put on the armor, all right, as a spiritual one, the righteousness of God, sickness cannot come up, uh, 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 upon you. It comes for a while as a symptom, you rebuke it, get lost. <laughs> Fever, get lost, you know. Uh, uh, poverty, try to come, Fear and lack, you say, no, I am a tither, I am an offerer. And God says, you open the windows of heaven and bless me. I am blessed. I'm not cursed. He's removed the curse. So without God's word, you've got no power. <laughs> you've got no uh, anything to destroy the devil. A lie or so we cannot recognize. Okay, how you have the God's word. Because the Holy Spirit came. It's powerful. Holy Spirit, powerful God, representing a powerful God. Aleph, number one. All right, we haven't gone through all. all right? Jehovah is a self-existing one, the all-powerful one, the all-knowing God, living inside you, Daphne, living inside you, Venice, Rebecca. Yeah, Xiaoling. This is who your God is, not a religion. Okay, and how is this power going to come up from you when you put the word of God inside you. That's why I give you the meditation of who God is and who you are in Christ. Okay? So you don't need to build, you know, no need to have a gun or all that. Okay? So we have the understanding of faith we went through, right? But when you know God this way, you're automatically walking in faith without even realizing faith. <laughs> because you're actually allowing God's word to become alive in you. So that is power. All right. In the decree, when God says something, it is done. Why so hard to believe? Because we don't even know what God said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But when we keep on putting into our treasure house, our heart, that part storing, what well, we don't store gold, silver, everything, that one, if, even the disciples, Peter, Right after the uh, Holy Spirit came upon him in the book of Acts, when he saw the lame man at the temple gate, what did he say? Silver and gold have I none. See, the things of this world, because when he needs it, it doesn't mean that you become a pauper. Right? At any time, you will never lack. You always have enough food, enough money, and whatever you need. Because if you understand your God, all right, as your provider, as your source. But it is, this is not their treasure. He says, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, which is the greater power. Power of the money to go find the greatest the doctor to try and heal the layman. There's a limitation. No matter how much you have, cannot heal means cannot heal. <laughs> the doctor cannot do. But who is more powerful? Jesus, right? The name of Jesus, the realization that God inside you. So if you, when you go on missions or anywhere, it's not you need to have a, a, a thousand or two thousand inside your pocket for you to have power for safety. You just need your God, <laughs> Almighty God, Jesus. Knowing the name of Jesus is more powerful than anything on this earth. That's why it says, "Teach me, teach me." Teaching Jesus came as a teacher. Aleph is also. Lamet is teacher, uh, some of the other words that you will come uh, as we learn, all right? The power of your decrees, until you can speak like that. Like Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have. 
what do you have today inside you? What if God said, ask you, what do you have? We go and list out our bank account <laughs> and our asset. How many houses, how many this one? It will all pass away. Okay? Not saying that it's no good. Just, just you know, but what is more powerful and more important is do you have the knowledge, the revelation knowledge of the power of the Son of God living inside you? Ah, right? That's what uh, Cheng Lan and Abigail are going to release. Right? When she go under the anointing more and more, who is filling her? Who is living inside her? Abigail. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Son of God. It's Alet, Beth, Gimel inside her. That will set people free. You know, incidentally, when I was reading through this uh, particular uh, uh, teaching about the end times and the Hebrew letters, I was so surprised that he brought out Isaiah 61, which is our ministry, you know, when the Holy Spirit speak to us, spoke, spoke to me about Isaiah 61, the ministry of Jesus, all ties in, all right, with what is God's plan in these last days. Or from the beginning. So remember what you have, the word of God. It's not just some head knowledge. It's very powerful. It's who you know inside that word. I speak continually of your laws as I recite out loud your counsel to me. Okay? So this is part of the power of God's word. Where after we put inside our hearts, we speak it out. Okay? So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. You believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth and you will have salvation. That means the manifestation of what word you are speaking. If you speak life, say health, I'm healthy. I have divine health. All right, uh, 3 John 2, uh, Isaiah 53, 4, uh, 54, 53, 4 and 5, say by his stripes I'm healed. You've taken all my wounds, my pains, my sicknesses my diseases, and I am now healthy. You speak it out. Recite it loud. First put it inside and then speak it out. It will, you, you, your body will follow according to what you speak. Okay? Okay, Elisha, speak to your body. My heart got no more uh, what blood problem. I'm healed. Speak until you know, the fire is already burning inside you, Elisha. All right? Creating that new heart, you know, putting back all the blood until one day the doctor will say, no need all this medication. All right? Because the fire of God, God's word is burning inside you and creating life, new life into your body. But it's from your speaking. Don't speak death anymore. Don't speak, my body is sick or, you know, I have this, I have that. Okay? Just begin to speak God's word. All right. I find more joy in following you what you tell me to do that in chasing after all the wealth of the world. This is our, what actually talking first about Jesus. A lot of our Psalms is prophesying and speaking about Jesus. In fact, a lot of all scripture point to Jesus. All right. So, but we will see in this aspect first, it says, I find more joy in following what you tell me to do than in chasing after the wealth of the world. Before we can even do this, this was done by our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? In doing what you tell me to do. 
Who is the most obedient person in this world? Jesus first, right? How? Let me show you, right? Because he has a will, remember? It's not that, oh, Jesus is the son of God. He didn't have to choose. He didn't have to make decision whether to obey God or not, right? If we know in the Garden of Eden, he said, not my will, but yours be done. He submitted his will to the will of the Father. Okay, bring a few uh, scriptures here. Hebrews 10, 5 to 7. Jesus, when Jesus the Messiah came into the world, he said, since your, up to God, eh? Since your ultimate desire was not animal sacrifice, you have clothed me with a body that I might offer myself instead. Meaning he's telling God, all right, in the, in the Old Testament, they all have to offer sacrifices of animals in order for them to cover their sin, in order that for them to be blessed. All right. Now, an, a sacrifice is required to wash away your sin and my sin. And Jesus said, humbly. Also remember all the letters, it's like humble, a person humble himself, right? So we always humble ourselves before God. <clears throat> you have clothed me with a body that I offer myself. Jesus telling the Father as he come up, you know, before he came up from the tent, heavenly home, he says, I offer now my body as a sacrifice. The final sacrifice, the only sacrifice that can save men. Right? And remember in Romans, what did Paul say? Offer up your bodies as living sacrifice. Yeah, not dead one. So I did, I die already first. No. Now we are alive. Offer our body means offer your mouth, offer your hand, your eyes, your feet, you know, with the gospel of peace. Walk to your neighbor and share the gospel, right? Let the compassion of Jesus flow from your heart, from your eyes. When you look at people, your eyes can speak, okay? When you look at them, oh, you're wasting time. <laughs> no, let the compassion of Jesus flow through. And your mouth, right? Speak the words of grace, the words of love. But it's not now by our own effort. It is first by understanding we have a new heart, a new seed, a new nature, and Develop, come and understand this new nature more as you meditate and as you hear God's word. And then the instructions are there. Now you are no more the old man. The old person died. Now you are the new Venice. You are the new Rebecca. You are the new Janice. Right? Now you speak different things. So first we offer ourselves. So that part of offering ourselves, obeying God's instructions is for us to choose because we are not created robots. God didn't say, have a, a, a tuning here. <laughs> okay, now walk left, now walk right, now do this. He wants us to freely choose to serve him, freely to choose to want to hear his word, freely choose to study, freely choose to come in, all right, and spend this one, two hours even more in the presence of God, receiving revelation and instruction and understanding of who he is and who is living inside you. Multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. So I said to you, God, I will be the one to go and do your will to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. Right? In this sentence of the Lord, of the, our Lord Jesus, right? Jesus already is like in the beginning. He knew God's plan and purpose. And he said, I go. I go. And that's where he came down. If he didn't come down, all of us, 
got no hope. Right? But he came down and he go. He did the will of the Father to fulfill. Now for us now, even before we can say, Lord, I want to do your will. First, we need to find out what this is real, right? So that's where we come together to learn properly the word of God. What is his will? To serve him from our spirit, from our heart first, right? And find out what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to even do things for him from our own strength. Yeah, it is from his strength, from his Holy Spirit. That's why we learn about Holy Spirit directing us about how to listen to the voice of Holy Spirit, how to receive blessing, right? Spiritual plus even financial and all that, what is sowing, what is reaping, right? Then only can we do the will of God, okay? Because we are not like Jesus who already knew God's will. <clears throat> For many, we don't know because we were born many years into this world. Right? But from coming into learning his word, we begin to know what is the will of God right? for us. First, to offer ourselves up to, to receive Jesus as our Lord, to get to know, to build the spirit man, to hear the voice of God. And then he can tell the known will and the unknown will. Unknown will is like who to marry, you know, what, what house to buy, whatever, the, the decisions of this world that are not in the Bible, but with the wisdom of God. So the known will is to <clears throat> receive the wisdom of God. That is the will of God. Because if we don't receive the wisdom of God, how are we going to make decisions in the world? Okay. I set my heart on your precepts. So we, as Jesus offered himself willingly, today we receive Jesus, we've got new life, we offer ourselves willingly to God, right? to testify, to speak, to preach, to love, to care, to shepherd others. Right? Now, Elijah learning to shepherd. Elijah, <laughs> okay? I will guide you all along okay? of how to do that. Right? It's, it's a starting point. Right? Never done it before. Say, Lord, I offer up my life. You know, every Christian say, I offer my life. 10 minutes or so you don't want to spend with someone. <laughs> you say you want to offer your life. <laughs> okay? So we don't realize what we are talking all the time. Okay? But when we have understanding of his word, we become, whatever word we speak, we begin to understand the meaning of word because Jesus was God's word and the word of God create. The word of God is powerful. That's why a lot of people have no understanding of word. They use words carelessly, <clears throat> speak words carelessly, and nothing happens. We create that, right? Spot jewels, you all know the word, right? The, the Bible verse you gave to the children, death and life is the power of the tongue. I eat the fruit of what I speak. It's super powerful. When we realize that it's not about trying pantang, you know, touch wood, touch what, <laughs> okay? It's an understanding of how powerful is God's word. You speak life to your body. If you are sick, don't keep saying, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm going to die, or you know, like this, like this. Don't speak things that will hurt your body. Okay? Speak the word of God. I'm healthy. Okay? Then about other areas. That's why I give you the meditation. Okay? That's where you speak and then reach out to the world outside as you see Jesus coming. I meditate. I set my heart, again, my heart, 
not my mind. <laughs> okay, your heart it includes your soul, but with a new heart, your conscience. I said my heart. Speak from your heart, right? When you are preaching or teaching in Myanmar or anywhere, speak from your heart that is full, filled with the Holy Spirit, agape love, filled with God's word that is powerful. All right, with Jesus. When you're filled with God's word, you're filled with Jesus. Okay? In the heart, not in the head. Because Jesus don't dwell in the head, right? He dwells in your heart through his word. So he said, I want to be filled with Jesus. I want to minister Jesus to the world and you don't have any of much of God's word inside. How are you going to minister Jesus? Right? Jesus is in his word. It is his word. And when you speak forth, the Holy Spirit will come and bring creative power into your word. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto your ways. So the word of God, as we go deeper into, will unfold the ways of God. Remember this always. The Israelites, they only know the works of God, the miracles. Oh, God, Jesus, uh, the Red Sea parted. Oh, God, manna come down from heaven, I eat. Who did God use to perform the miracles? Moses. And Moses knew the ways of God. How God do things is very important. We just don't simply do. Right? God do things, you got integrity. Remember the first uh, first Aleph, right? When I follow with integrity, there's character inside as well. We don't go boasting about what we have done, right? Character, integrity, there are principles, ethics that we develop in our life that are taught from us to us by the word of God. Right? God works according to ethics and integrity. Okay, So it is not just, yes, we, we develop faith and power, we can do miracles and signs and wonders or whatever, but no ethics doesn't glorify God. Yeah? Together with ethics, that means his way of doing things. There is a way of doing certain things in our lives. All right, And we can only find that out through coming to him and his word, the wisdom of God. My delight is found in all your laws. Again, this is not a law and grace law, okay? This is just his direction, his testimonies, his instruction. All scripture is profitable for instruction, right? For correction, for doctrine, all right? So this is his instructions to us, his guidance to us. And I won't forget to walk in your word, in your word. That is, this is Beth, walking with Jesus. Just like Enoch walked with God. Aleph, we walk with Jesus. How? It's not the picture. It's not sentimental. When I feel there's presence, Jesus is here. It's the word of God inside your heart. All right? You treasure God's word, God's ways, God's direction. And if he says this, this is his word, very clear. Then I just do it. I just follow the word, word of God. Trusting him for my provision. Trusting him for my life. Every area. I walk in your words. Then you will see as we go through, there's so much more. Why King David was one who really loved God so much. That God said, you are man after God's heart. God's heart? Jesus is there. Jesus came up from God's heart. 
<laughs> yeah. So who is coming out from our heart, from your heart? Jesus. Where? From where? The word. The word is coming out, the word of love, forgiveness, all that. As we receive him freely, you have received freely give. Why do we give? Because the giver is living inside us. I walk within your words. Okay, I think finish with it. This is the last one, right? Ah, okay. Understand? Yeah? So, the second letter, of course, there's so much more. All right, this is not fully comprehensive of the letter bed, just like Alphalet. We can never discover fully, but a little bit more understanding. I hope you receive today a revelation to have God's word inside your heart and to hunger and more desire. Right, to learn about God, about the, what his plan and purpose as God revealed the letter Beth, okay, which is the second letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It's the first letter in Genesis 1 1 and the whole Bible revealing to us the full plan of God. But the details, of course, can will unfold in between. But he already tells us God, the creator of this universe, in the first word. Aleph, came down from his house, sent Jesus down, his son, as the living word, to come and dwell in this tent. And how can this be made possible? Through the cross. Something new, a new beginning, so that we can have a new beginning for each one of us. That we one day will be able to go and live in that heaven, God's house. Before that, to do and fulfill the purpose that God has for our lives and the revelation comes from, the instruction all comes from, his ways come from his word. That I hope will make you all want to go to his word. <laughs> okay, go to his word, not as intellectual knowledge, but as coming to know your creator and Jesus Christ and walking with him as we finish this journey on this earth before he comes to take us. Amen. Okay, yeah. So together with the knowledge, revelation, Every knowledge should bring you closer to one the word more. If everything you learn and it doesn't bring you to hunger for God's word, for you know, to fellowship with God more, something is wrong. That means you are learning the word of God from the head. Okay, but if we the, the Holy Spirit come and you know, when you have a revelation, it will Run, it'll make you want to run to the word of God and want to run to God and let him unveil to you his word, his truth. God will never be somewhere there anymore. He will be with you, Elijah, in your home, Rebecca, Bernice, Janice, Hannah, Elsa, right? He become, the word become living and real inside you. The word as in so many aspects of, his, of your life. 
It's not just going to pass through living like this, like this, you know. You, you are a powerful being only because Jesus lives inside you. The word lives inside you. Okay, so we will meet, uh, okay, uh, meditate more, all right, and we will see, I'll see you tomorrow, okay, uh, for physical meeting in uh, Elijah's home, and uh, Abigail is in Myanmar, <laughs> okay, so the rest see you in Zoom, hello, Elsa, all right, to, uh, uh, to worship the Lord tomorrow and continue in his presence. Amen? Okay. Uh, Elijah, can you close in prayer? And thank you, Lord Jesus, for this meeting to open up the Bible verses to us and to know that your word is what you have for us to excel and to prosper in this world. Your word brings forth a lot of meaning to us, a lot mm. of life to us. And through your word, we believe that we can do anything in your name. Lord Jesus, thank you for today's message that we learned the first letter in the book of Genesis in the beginning. Amen. Tells the story about the beginning and the end, as it's written in Isaiah 46. Amen. That you are the beginning and the end, and no things can happen. You know everything that is going to happen, and it will happen as it's been prophesied in the Bible. Amen. Let us manifest this into our hearts, and so that we know that who you are, deeper yes. and deeper, so that yes. we will know that. You are our God, and we are nothing, but only through you we have life. Mm. Amen. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, now Elijah more from the heart already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail will know the most one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, all from the heart. That's where God dwells. Amen. Okay, Elijah, uh, Elisha, all of you. Yeah. See you all uh, tomorrow, Janice, Venice. Yeah, see you all tomorrow, uh, 10.30 in Zoom and at the Lowe's residence. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you all. Enjoy your presence, your, your communion with the Lord, okay? Abigail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. 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 Ah, expression from the heart. Good, good, good. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. See you all.